It's time for a shift. This is the shift. Big change, big things in the phase. Yeah. Big change, big things in the phase. Yeah. Welcome to um, the second season of the shift. Uh, and uh, my name is Kobe Kane, and I'll bring this to you each and every week. Uh, you can get it on my YouTube channel at the uh, Bond Media. And also, you can get uh, the podcast version of this. So, um, I'm in the house, the beautiful house of Mr. and Mrs. Yabua Boateng. I'm sure uh, most of the African-American diaspora com- uh, uh, diasporans here in Ghana are very familiar with uh, my sister right here, Cicely, because she was on the first season of The Shift and she's back again and um, we're gonna start the conversation real soon uh she called me randomly you know because something had happened you know in the local language we say Inferia, that means the rat does not come home um uh in the afternoon just like that there should be a reason why and i have to follow Welcome, sister, once again. Thank you. How have you been? How have you been? Since the, the last time we uh we were online, right. I've been doing okay. You know, we've been hanging in there, going through the post-COVID, you know, recovery right, right, situation. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, with business and work, I, mean, I know you spoke about a couple of things uh, on the last interview, mm-hmm. and I want to know how all those projects yeah. are coming together. Are there any new projects that you've added on? Are there any any other things that you are looking forward for people to come on board as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple of different projects have come up. <clears throat> I have mentioned before that um, I was having a media group. Right. It's called New African Image Right, right. And as part of my work with that mm-hmm. group, I have been filming for about 15 years. Okay. Every... Um, organizer every revolutionary uh, that i've either worked with mm-hmm. met uh, maybe sat in on a lecture mm-hmm. whenever possible i have interviewed them if not me then my daughter Noe, right um or another youth right um so we are compiling a lot of that tape and some of it is actual tape mm-hmm. that's how old the interviews right, are right right um, but we had a chance to uh, interview um, Imani mm-hmm. Naomoja right. from um, the AAPRP okay. and from the uh, PAIGC. Mm. Uh, we had a chance to interview Sam Obai and Anwari Mishu from okay. Tanzania. They're filmmakers, mm-hmm. very, very talented. Uh, we had a in- chance to interview them. Um, and related to a movie that they did about okay. hip hop okay. in Africa. Okay. Um, we interviewed Baba uh, Runako Rashidi. Mm-hmm. We interviewed uh, Dr. Uh, Moseko, uh, Dr. Uh, Peko, okay. from the uh, Pan African Congress out of South Africa. Mm. Um, we just recently interviewed uh, Farida Bedwai. Okay who is uh, you know, top of the line yeah, sister yeah, from Ghana. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I was so inspired, you know, just by sitting down and yeah, listening to right, her right, perspective. Right. Uh, that was amazing. I have uh, Sister Ugochi, she's a performing artist, a Nigerian performing right, artist. Right. 
Nigerian American mm -hmm. performing artist. Mm -hmm. um, we we have tape of her, you know, and she's not just a performing artist, but she's an organizer in her own right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So we just man, it's it's been not quite twenty years, mm -hmm. but it's, it's been a yeah, yeah. So you've done great. I yeah, so you. we've compiled uh, Dr. Ani. Don't let me forget her. We okay. interviewed her. That was. That was an amazing interview. Mm. Um, Brother Kamosi from Freedom Home Paper Company, right, right. which is a distributor of hundreds of black manufactured products mm. in the United mm. States. Mm. I could keep going on, but I hope you, I hope you guys get the point. You've done, you've done a lot. I mean, yeah. Looking at the names that you've mentioned, mm -hmm. they're all uh in, in, in the slang with a big dog oh yeah, yeah. Very yeah. this this is the people i've been working with this is the people that some of whom are my teachers right um i've i haven't i was trained before the youtube era mm. so i actually had to sit with dr Lyle right, Africa. right right i had right. to sit with baba hunter adams right, right. i had to sit with these people right, physically right, 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 and right. to me that's a whole different type of vibe if you have that opportunity so it's not it's um, not only the conversation you get the energy too right it comes with it right and whoever i didn't meet i got a chance to work with people who work directly with them you know so i'm always I've always had my ear to getting first line, first hand information accounts from the people who was there from that famous photo mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. Dr. Uh, Khalid Muhammad had his fist back right. and he was going, I, I, I know the people who were standing around him, mm -hmm, I didn't mm -hmm. know him. Right. So I get that perspective and I wanted to bring that out um, over the years. What does it mean to you to be an African? Right. What does it mean? What does Pan-Africanism mean Me, to you, if right. anything? You know, so these are some of the things that we've discussed. Right, and right, the right, list right. is long. Uh, it's ongoing. It keeps going. Right, so right. we're, um, because of a lot of things that have happened lately, I'm even more re-inspired to, I say, release the tapes. Right. Because I want to go on the record and know, let people know this is who I am. Right. I have 30 years of service and right, commitment. Right, I don't right. just done, talk about my thing. Right. You did, I do it. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't just show up from out of nowhere. No, 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 sir. You no, sir. Something to back it up. <laughs> no, yeah, not at that. all. So that. we we are releasing the tapes, um, and actually, you can check uh, in my social media mm -hmm. to see the dates and mm -hmm. which parts, because we're not going to release all at once. Mm -hmm. Some is going to be part of a documentary, mm -hmm. and then some of the more in-depth um, parts, we will make those available for people to actually get a chance to listen okay. to all now, of that. We are looking forward yeah. to that. We know it's going to come. So my sister called me to tell me about something that had happened in her home. It didn't happen exactly in the house, but when I say her home, I'm talking about her family and people that she loves. She's here, and I'll let her tell us about the story, or tell us about what actually happened. Well, basically, um, you know, we are making some attempts at creating community. Right, yeah. So, in that vein, uh, my daughter met some youth okay. from America, right. whose families are also here. Right. Love and um, she was invited to one of their uh, birthday parties mm -hmm. last weekend, and she was assaulted there. She was assaulted? At the party by uh, 
a youth, a youth. who is from the Tibet. states. Yes. Okay, from the states. Yeah, from the don't, states. I'm not going to, don't mention any name for now, Love but it. I want you to tell us, you know, give a little description of this youth. Well, not, uh, not physical, but in yeah. circumstance, where well, he's from in the states, yeah. you know, those kind of things. Well, this family, um, I think they're fairly recent repats. Okay. I mean, I don't think they've been here for five or ten years, maybe one one year or maybe right. two. Right. Um, I am not close with the family. I don't know them, right. but I had met the right. son. Right. Um, thought he was a good kid. Mm. Seemed like a fun kid. Uh, you know, I never really had any reason to think anything negative about right. him. Right. Um, my daughter thought highly of him enough to introduce him to her cousins who are closer to his age because he she's older than him right um she's like oh these guys are close in age and mm -hmm. their personality is a little similar a right. so he's somebody that we've introduced to our family here. right right um surprisingly you know um uh, things took took a very very nasty turn mm -hmm. and not just for the physical thing that happened but mm -hmm. it was a trust violation right 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 and my daughter <clears throat> sought to address it personally mm -hmm. after the party was over and the next day she tried to approach uh the young brother and just basically be like man this this is a violation of my trust as a friend Let's squash this, you know mm, what I mean? Mm, mm. And he basically, you know, he didn't see that as, he didn't see that he had anything to apologize mm. for, you know what I'm saying? So that's when my daughter brought the issue to me and my husband. Mm. So quite naturally. That's what happened. Yeah. I, I wish, I wish um, uh, No was here to speak for herself, but she I think she's still, she's still dealing with the trauma for now. Yeah. You know, and it's a process. It's a, it's a process, yeah. for, you know, to get healed, especially when you go through such an ordeal. So, I mean, in the right time, I'll have no, uh, Noe uh, herself to talk about what actually happened, yeah. you know. But then I want you to go in a little deep. You say assault and all that. Was it like he tried to beat her? Or what no, did he, he actually do? He, he basically... Uh, he tried to have sex with her mm. and she told him no you know stop repeatedly right um and it took him several of those to actually stop mm. so mm. that's that's mm. in a nutshell i mean you know he he was really trying to push up on her and um he's admitted to so much to my face uh he's admitted it to her you know, mm -hmm. but he hasn't apologized or been anywhere near. Uh, it's like he just doesn't get it. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary part. So, that's the part that makes us want to talk about this because I feel that if it's just a slap on the wrist or push under the rug, he will definitely do that again. Right. And maybe he'll right, feel right. even more bold. Right. So we right. really want you to, have, you have to put a stop to it. If some of these things are not brought to light, what's going to happen is it might go on for a long time and if there's a conquer in the society and we don't tackle it what happens is um over the time it creates more disputes or disparities between the local people and our brothers and sisters coming home now we all understand that the culture the culture is different mm -hmm. way of life is different and all that and that's why i wanted to put this 
on the ship mm -hmm. so that people will know some of the things that are going on so that we can all come together the unity that we are trying to build we can all come together and and help address some of these issues mm -hmm. and solve it in the right way mm -hmm. but then after the incident what what steps have you taken well the first thing we wanted to do is get in touch with the family yeah of course dad took a very left turn mm. um there was some interference with you know some of other people um and things got kind of physically nasty so we went we had a whole incident that ended up in the police station police yeah but but I mean in, in situations like this there are groups like the African American Association mm -mm. there are a whole lot of other groups that I, I have seen I contacted members of the AAAG mm. I contacted members of one or two other organizations mm. um, and those were my initial contacts right and honestly none of them they didn't really come step out in front of this and help and, and try to do and solve the issue. Yeah, they did not. I have to say that. Um, honestly, that's 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 an issue. And I I want to I I want to spend a whole day listing, you know, the people and organizations that I felt was well, just blew this up. So let me just clarify that piece right there. Okay. This is not something we talk about either. Mm -hmm. The the African community in America is just as hush hush about um domestic violence abuse mm. and sexual assault mm. as any other african community mm. we are no different don't ever mistake yourself mm. and that's one thing that i know for right. a fact right. most of the time no one says anything, anything. to mm. anyone when they endure an encounter like what what my daughter has not they just don't talk about it and if you do you can expect to be your abuse to be compounded because the first thing that we do to each other is blame the victim right we love to do that and we love to do that because there is no infrastructure to address or protect is mm. no infrastructure to to address our issues is no infrastructure to protect us especially as women and, and children there is none even if it happens here in the country and in a Ghanaian is a perpetrator and you go to the police, mm. <laughs> there is no protection for you for as you. a victim. Right, 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 right. It's no different than the United States. That in that aspect is no different. If you really look into it, you will see that this is very underreported mm. and don't mention the fact that in the states it happens to men a lot too mm -hmm. no one wants to talk about mm. it mm. 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 okay so in in fact when this happened as i was calling my friends and people i know to try to weigh in and advise us and help us do this process two more incidents occurred within this last within ten, same... 10 days all against american sisters but by different men. One perpetrator was Ghanaian, mm. one was Nigerian, mm -hmm. and one was born in America. But the common factor is us. It's all been against us, which tells me a lot. It tells me a lot. So when I say that, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you came over here and, you know, that's so good and blah. 
it's fun and games, but when I say well, we have real. skin in the mm -hmm. game, this is what I mean. There's no infrastructure, no mm -hmm. community, no tribunal, nothing African, nothing of any besides these colonial institutions. And yeah. the minute they get involved, they make it worse. Well, um, with that, <laughs> with that um, there are actually certain cultures uh, when you get outside of, especially Accra, um, mm. that actually have tribunals and stuff like that to check right. those people. But we're not. Yeah, but we are not in those spaces. We're not Fanti. We are not Ashanti. We're either. not Ashanti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get we, it. We, you, you see what I'm saying? No, I understand that. So, so, but still, what I was thinking was, you know, as an association, you're a family. Mm -hmm. The other family is also, right? And, I mean, they should have respected the fact that um, you are all from the same places. Yes fighting for the, you know, the battle yes. is not against each other and all, yes. you know, so I was thinking maybe even before the police got involved in this whole thing, they were this informed thing would have, first. Okay. Okay. So I let me it. just say that. Yeah. But, and I think mm -hmm. the lack of um, uh, involvement on the part of the repats community mm -hmm. here um i'm not blaming them mm -hmm. but i'm saying that the fact that they kind of washed their hands of it and was just like oh sorry okay that's all they offered they didn't try to get out in front of it no one called the other family and my family to say let's sit down together all that is is really a problem so nobody called the two factions together to mm -mm. settle? No. Not even the elders or the nope. various associations? Nope. And no, they left everything to us. And if we didn't have a Ghanaian family, we would have been, been a awesome. world of trouble. Wow. And I'm serious about that, a world of trouble. If we didn't have a Ghanaian family here that was willing to, to literally put down. themselves mm -hmm. on the mm -hmm. line mm -hmm. To keep my daughter from being mauled completely by the police, we, we I don't know what the conversation. So the victim was once again uh, charged or something. That's that's the whole point of what I'm saying. But how did that happen? Because there's no because of the fact that our community is so weak mm. and lacks the any type of structure to deal with any problems. Made no effort to get in front of this. And because of the fact of sexual crimes being so taboo and hush-hush to talk about, mm. the victim gets repeatedly violated mm. it, unless they choose to hold the, uh, the original violation to themselves. Mm. So that means as soon as they talk about it, they're blamed. That's the first violation. So nobody wants to talk about it. Well, they'll talk about it, but they blame the victim. So that's the first violation outside of the initial mm, violation. Mm, 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 then, if you go to the police, then that's a that's an ordeal uh, ordeal because right. you know you gotta pay them, you gotta do this, yeah, you gotta do that, and at the end of it, they too will blame you, mm. the victim as well. So that's another violation. So in our case, all of that was in, in the motion. It it was almost like if I had a thought about it, I could have predicted it. You know what I mean? But Sometimes you face things and you look back in hindsight and you take it apart and you realize, man, victims are repeatedly violated. Victims of self-sexual uh, assaults are repeatedly violated because, you know what I mean? It's just we don't even have the, the, the strength 
to talk about it, let alone for somebody to say, you know what, let's all sit down and, and really deal with this. And then the police come and, you know, they just really made everything worse. Work. Mm. You know, so that's a third violation. So that's that's really, that's, you know, I just wanted to point that out because we kind of delved, you know, we, we are trauma experts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We trauma experts. We know how it happened, what happened, who for, who did it. Trust me, this sexual assault is a very particular issue. Um, and it's becoming a very particular issue for American African women born in America who have repatriated here. In the past week, you said how many? Ten days. Yeah. Three assault cases. Yeah. On African American women. Oh, people that I know. Oh, people that you know yes. personally know. Yeah. So that means it goes on even people that you don't know is even it's worse. It's wow. Because I did hear about another case, but I don't know that that sister. Hmm. No. What, what was it about? It's a, another another assault? sexual assault. Wow. Where a person tried to, I mean, I, you know, how slow is this person? He literally kept offering her drinks, kept offering her drinks. She was getting a bad vibe. He already had um, did some extra stuff, like kind of stalkish, mm -hmm. you know, to try mm -hmm. to get in contact with her. It, it was the whole thing was very creepy mm, mm. and she was able to, to get away from him before things got and that that brother is from America too wow and the sisters from America too um I've repeatedly been informed about cases of domestic abuse mm. where people who've traveled here with their spouses where the the men they get to Africa and feel too free, I guess, and start beating their women. Start abusing them. Wow. Yeah. This this is a this is a thing. It's going on. It's going on. It's going down. And we are literally not coming up to the to the mark of dealing with our shit, for lack of a better word. Wow. You know, we are not dealing with this. We're not. We are not. And and because it's not a simple solution. It takes, it takes, you know, it takes, yeah. people say it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. What's a village? Yeah. It's, a, it's access to water. It's access to education. It's protection. protection yeah. You know, the we're not taking responsibility, right, right. you know, for what. It takes, it takes uh, leadership and, and, you know, people that the child can mentor from, you know. Commitment. Yeah, that's that's what you know. Raising the children, like when they say that you take the village to raise the child, so literally the the meaning of, of the whole context. But all these things that are going on, I, I'm quite baffled. You mentioned something about stalking, and it's very funny because I've, I've personally heard and seen instances where I'm sorry to say that, but I have to just tell the truth about it because I'm disgusted by it, and I for one. Uh, I would like to think I'm on the side of the solution. Mm. I would like to think that I'm on the side of the problem. But believe me, these last incidents have made me question my own self. And as somebody, not it's not just me. My parents as committed members of that mm. community. Mm -hmm. My grandparents as committed members of our community. For me to have that type of reflection at this point, it 
You know what I'm saying? I'm broken down to my basic right. basic level yeah. right now. So I don't have nothing but truth and love. Mm. And trust me, one side of my sword is truth and one side is love. And I'm wielding it. Mm. So I'm not going to shy away to say that. Mm. We have some serious, serious problems Problem. that we are dealing with over here. And if we don't get serious about creating the organization and the infrastructure to deal with it, we all gonna be running out of Ghana with our tail between our legs. Everything in my direction have pointed to here for at least 20 years. What is the point? These are the questions I'm asking myself. And I don't wanna stop there. I'm asking everybody else too, what are we doing here? It's just what are we doing? Uh, I went to school with some cats. Mm -hmm. Um, that's uh, one or two of them even completed the PhD level. Mm. Do you know they came to Africa and start creating porn films? Porn, yes. And I'm gonna tell you porn. something, I'm gonna tell you something. This was over 20 years ago, and when that happened, actually, that made me recommit myself to the building of pan Africanism because I was disgusted. I was disgusted by what they do, what they were doing, what they were representing over here, and what they were getting involved in, and what they were encouraging people here to get involved yeah, in. And the image that they were so, putting out. Yes, so I made it my business to be that person who was not like them. You know what I mean? That is something that's always kind of been in, in the back of my mind. How could they? How could they come here and bring that mess? You know, we have a saying, uh, maybe from Mississippi, I don't know, but they say, you, I can do bad by myself. Mm. Meaning that you don't need to come here for right, that. It's enough right, problems right, here. Right, right. So for me, um, I have heard about so many very, very disgusting behaviors that we are over here doing. Okay? Can you mention and, a few? I mean, that's one of them. Mm -hmm. um, taking advantage of young young women Local, and men. Right. Um, just land scams. Land scams. Oh. So you're talking about land scams and what else? Land scams, mm -hmm. um, just debauchery, mm. you know, generally. Um, you know, when I first came to this country, you didn't even see prostitutes outside. Mm. Uh, now it's gone left. It, 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 it's too, it's too right, out in the open. Right. And instead of us setting ourselves apart as repats, right. Some of us are stepping into it and, and actually encouraging people even more. In fact, I was at a hotel mm. uh, at a meeting mm. and recently saw an older uh, American sister mm. with a younger Ghanaian mm. sister. Mm -hmm. And I'm embarrassed to say that the person that I met with who doesn't live here, who just came here on business and, and left town, literally was like oh do you know them because they're whores wow i'm not asking me and my husband almost our mouth was open like this i said come on man this lady is a respected member of our community i'm not friends with her but I, you know how can you say something like that and the man was like look i'm gonna tell you what i've seen he said every night i come down to the lobby for my dinner and a drink. Every night I watch them two go upstairs with different men. And you could 
I, you know, both me and my husband both was there. We heard it. We saw everything. And I, when we came, I was devastated. You know, I called some one of my aunties like, you know, I'm not trying to judge you for your lifestyle, but why would you come to Ghana and show these sis, these young sisters how to create this type of lifestyle? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. My daughter say I'm a square, you know, or whatever. Maybe, maybe so. Okay, I accept that. But for me, you know, and you talking about nation building, where do that fit in at? I understand we all got to make friends and, you know, uh, network and all of this. But what are you bringing to the table when you are sitting here showing the younger sisters how to prostitute themselves? Mm -hmm. What are you saying when you have people doing labor for you and you don't pay them? What are you saying? And then you sit on Twitter and say, oh, they sold us into slavery. No, you sold yourself. I keep saying that. You sold yourself. We sold ourselves, and some of us are still selling ourselves. I set myself apart from it. I, I'm not, I hate to say like I'm righteous and perfect, but come on, man. Some of this stuff, some of this mm -hmm. stuff is foolishness. And if we had organization and some group projects to, to speak of on our behalf, that would help. Yeah. Why just bring bullshit? Yeah. Where's the positive that yeah. you're adding? Then you standing up to the parliament like you need to put some legislation in for the repass for what? How? How? For what? What impact have you brought you, in? How have you? You know what I'm saying? Oh, we spent all this money doing the year return. Doing what? The vouchery? Is that something Drinking, to really stand on? Spending on hotels. The whole trajectory of our life for people who live here changed after the year return. Now all the police think we're all potheads. Yep. Mm. All the women are available for anything. Mm. Mm. That's where some of that came from. And I'm sure that's what's causing the assault issues. That's where some of that came from. And we had nothing community-wise as repass to push back against that. And we are suffering because of it right now. I'm wow. not joking at all. I, I have to say that. Wow. Look, let me tell you something. And this is this is where we're losing. And we could possibly win. Instead of us coming here and taking advantage in a positive way of what's being offered to us by us returning, mm -hmm. we have taken that and, in fact, in many cases, made that into uh, a weapon that we use against other diasporans. Wow. So let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. Just this is, you know, this is this is the I'm determined not to become bitter. Right. But this is a bitter point. Okay. I'm working with a farming cooperative. Right. And which is this is something we ain't talked about it, mm -hmm. but I'm into the farm thing. Right. I'm into agriculture and agribusiness. Right. Mm -hmm. Um and have been since I was a youth. Right. Okay. Um, I worked with farmers in America. Mm -hmm. I worked with farmers from South America, mm -hmm. from other parts of Africa. Mm -hmm. Now I'm here in Ghana. And if people don't know, here they use uh, cooperatives. Mm -hmm. The farmers, if they're smart, they're part of a cooperative. They come together. Yes. And so I too have joined a farming cooperative. Right. There. Now, they have a 6,000 acre farming community, planned farming community. Right. 
that is we're participating with in Afrim Plains. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, Afrim right, Plains. Yeah. Right. You okay. got it. It's okay. fine. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, we have so many opportunities mm -hmm. to do huge, beautiful uh, projects. Mm -hmm. You can have your individual piece that is part of the collective. Right. You don't have to be twins and right. joined at the hip to right. participate. Right. Where are the participants at? Can we even have 20 of them? We're not doing any of the activities that would lead us to the place that we want to be. Mm. Just we all have individual building projects. That's all that's ever going to be mm. is an individual building project. Mm. But if you want structure, if you want organization, if you want protection, then we have to be working together. It's nothing that I've done here that has shown me that we are serious about that. And we can point to Ghanaians that oh, they're not unified. We can make every excuse in the world. Every excuse in the world. And it doesn't add up. Mm. Because here we have every opportunity. There is no glass ceiling here. Racism, colonialism, and neocolonialism yeah. is a factor. Right. Think that we're going to deal with that with these individual building mm -hmm. projects. Mm -hmm. You are mistaken. Right. And that's what we're doing. That's all we're doing. And that is why we have no protection. Mm. I can name you. I have, a, like I told you about, a 96-ton food processing facility, 96-ton capacity mm. uh, food processing mm. facility that I'm building right now with the cooperative. Mm. And I can count on one hand mm. how many of the diasporans have linked into this project. But, and we think we can protect our daughters, no. Can we do it like that? We're not Ashanti. We're not God. We're not Fonti. We're not Ewe. We have returned. We have to get in where we fit in. But in that process, we still should have our mind on what it takes to protect ourselves. Yeah. And we're focused on all the wrong things. Right. You got people over here running freak operations. You got people over here dealing in drugs you got people over here doing a lot of very stupid things that don't add up to any of the things that we need to keep our families safe here and so for those of us like me who have brought their families here that's serious i'm not joking do it like it's joking no so that's that's in a nutshell well um <laughs> and, and you know what well, i'm wondering who Okay, between Ghanaians and the diaspora, who do we think is coming to save us from this foolishness? If we don't save ourselves, ain't nobody coming. Who is going to help us? Do you think of IMF money no. or maybe some Chinese mm -hmm. loan money mm -hmm. or maybe some uh, mm -hmm. ECOWAS is going to come down? Who's going to help us? Nobody. I don't know who people think is responsible for their food. I don't know. But we are not taking responsibility. And I got to say, I resent it. <laughs> I, you know, I resent that. And to me, even though it seems like it's different from assault cases, it's not. When you have a structure, people know how to act. When you have a structure, your youth don't disrespect you in the street. Look what we just encountered. A 20-year-old. Why are you... I've never seen anything like that in my life. I'm not his mother, 
but I took it the same way. How dare you talk to me like that? Mm. How you can't respect us, they don't listen to us, then how will you protect your youth from that youth? What are some of the structures or what are some of the solutions that you think should be put in place mm -hmm. to help us build and grow as a people so that all these things that are happening can be prevented? I, I would love to see us uh, have a committed group of elders mm -hmm. and advisors mm -hmm. that we all can agree um, to respect their decisions. Mm -hmm. Let them host any type of mediations, let them host any events or um, educational workshops, mm -hmm. cultural acculturation workshops. Um, we need all of that. Right. We need it desperately. Mm -hmm. We should even start getting to the point where people are not coming here unless they go through those, that training right. or some type of acculturation. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we desperately need that. I, I would like for everybody involved in the organization, do your job. The organization exists for a reason. There's aspects to that organization that can be put to use, use them. Mm -hmm. Don't ever take a call mm -hmm. from a distraught mother over an assault that was performed on her child and say, sorry, yo, and hang up the phone. That's organizationally Wow. I have a problem with that. Mm, mm, um, so that's two things. That's two things, right. And let's let's start there. Okay. But I have more and I'm working with uh, one of the sisters who who is here um, that has a lot of background mm -hmm. in trauma mm -hmm. um, healing. Right. Um, to to just come up with more. And I, I know for a fact I have about four things on my list and mm. I'm sure she will have some too. And we like to put all of Everything. that out there right. for consideration right. because I don't want this to be in vain. Mm -hmm. I don't want our suffering and our loss to be in vain. I want us to learn something. Um, I don't want to be uh, petty, mm -hmm. you know, and just be mad at the family, right. call them out by name, embarrass them internationally. I could do it's it. Not, yeah, but it's, it's not it one. won't mm -hmm. lead to what I really want, which mm -hmm. is safety mm -hmm. and uh, a level of community mm -hmm. for my children. Right. Which is, that's what I want. Right. So, um, all right. Thank you, sister. Thank you for being on the shift once again. Uh, thank you, viewers, for staying with us. Uh, this is the shift. And this is the second season. Uh, we'll be bringing you more interesting and educative conversations. We freestyle it, you know. We have bad lighting and everything, but, you know, we're giving you the information you need, and that's the most important thing, you know. So, um, you can get the shift on YouTube on the Bond Media, and you can also get it on all the podcasts, the various podcast platforms.